Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewhale.com and check it out. Welcome back to Pit Stop. I have a few thoughts and share some of of my approaches to KPIs. This is inspired from a blog post by ShipBob. Not only are they a sponsor of the podcast, they also have fulfillment centers around the world and they have the full list of e-commerce KPIs. But I thought I would dig into a few that I'm traditionally always been following. The first and foremost is conversion rate. And conversion rate is always tricky because there are multiple conversions you can be going for. If you're running a ton of ads, then absolutely uh, you need to have sales. But what about longer tail conversions? Well, I always broke it down into two aspects. One is sales pages. I consider the homepage absolutely a sales page. I consider basically anything on the website that somebody might click around to to help them purchase. The About Us page, FAQ, support. People who view those pages are are showing some sort of purchase intent. They're curious about your brand. So I consider the sales pages versus content pages and the lead gen pages. So we might have a blog post that goes viral on Facebook. It gets a lot of shares. Someone says swipe up. Maybe on Pinterest, it drives a lot of traffic, but it doesn't always convert well. But it does do something else is it opens up your audience for retargeting. So now there's a little bit more familiarity on your paid ads. And the big goal of these pages is to capture the email. So I always break my conversion rate into two separate things. One is on my marketing pages. If you're familiar with the ClickFunnels uh, family of products or books, Russell Brunson, typically a squeeze page because you're trying to squeeze the email out. And then also the ultimate sales pay conversion rate and those sales pages. And the reason that I started to do this was it was a little bit, for lack of a better word, depressing, looking at getting a ton of traffic, it not buying. But when I would go send out a campaign or enroll some new subscribers in a welcome flow automation in OmniSend, then it's always nice to see that that carries on down the road. So I always take a look at the conversion rate. Are my marketing pages working? Are my email pop-ups capturing emails appropriately? And what about my sales pages? Now, in terms of benchmarks, you'll hear a lot of different things. Sort of 2% is the standard. And if you're below 2%, work on getting that up. Maybe say be more direct in your email copy to show that you are selling a product versus just uh, an entertainment website, but also on your sales pages. Are you doing everything you can? Are you showing good, clear photos? And if you are, once you get to around 2%, I say focus on getting more traffic. It's significantly easier to double your sales by increasing your traffic and volume than to increase your conversion rate. I'll be chatting more about the mathematicians who make those claims on the new show Bricks and Clicks launching shortly wherever you get your podcasts. The next KPI to look at is your your COGS, your cost of goods sold. And there are a few different ways to to really look at this. But one thing I always like is to take a blended average. It's obviously very important to know where your, your margins are. But what I like is really looking at a blended average of similar products. 
in this case, if you have a, say, a summer collection or if you're in a apparel brand and you sell shirts, pants, hoodies, what's the blended cost of that collection per item sold? What's the blended cost of all of your hoodies? If some cost you, say, $28 to make and others cost you $32, if you sell a hoodie for $100, you know it's probably going to cost you around $30 to sell. It just makes looking at your numbers a lot more impactful when you know those numbers like the back of your hand. And finally, the last metric, shout out Juliana Jackson. I know you're going to love to hear me say this, is your LTV. But there are a few hiccups to, to look at LTV. If you have a store that's been around for a number of years, your earlier customers are just going to spend more, that they've had more time to order. Maybe they've placed a lot more orders. If they order every six months for the last five years, well, they've placed 10 orders, which is pretty high. But someone who just discovered your brand might be ordering four times a year. So they're actually ordering at a higher velocity. And again, this is why I really do like to look at sort of that blended average. If you take a look at your your cohorts and just group it together, where, where, where are people really kind of settling in? The reason that this is so important is where is that sweet spot? When you start to look at your customers by order, where is that inflection point? And for me, what I found was getting people to their third order was the most important thing we could do because that got people on subscription. So we ended up, our most profitable funnel was actually just giving away the product for free, like a full-size sample, because the cost to give out the sample versus a full-size bag of uh, a product was not that much different, but people remember getting a full size product to to sample and try and then becomes a little bit more habitual. And that first order is done. We would charge just the shipping and you get two full size bags for free. And the conversion rate was so much higher. It just worked so much better. And then for the next order, maybe it's a mix pack. Let's try everything now. It's a good product. Usually make our money back here. And if they their dog really liked it, that's when we would promote the subscription. And by the time people either came back for a subscription or at that point they knew what their dog liked, they were willing to buy in bulk, buy purchased by the case, that's when we really saw it take off and the revenue increase. So take a look at the ShipBob blog post, 32 KPIs to look at. That's one that there's just a lot there from things like your customer support, which will have a huge impact on your LTV to your average time to ship out orders. Again, you can visit the ShipBob blog post, 32 KPIs to watch and check that out. Let me know what metrics you track in your store. And if you're interested in being a guest, hit me up on Twitter. Always looking for interesting e-commerce practitioners to join me here in the Pit Stop Garage. Steel switched to OmniSend and immediately saw a lift in revenue. They started automating their welcome series, card abandonment series, and their post-purchase messaging. Just like Baking Steel is the perfect upgrade for your kitchen, OmniSend is the perfect upgrade for your Shopify store's marketing automation. 70,000 customers from home and kitchen brands to consumables and everything in between trust OmniSend. If you're not using a marketing automation platform that connects directly with Shopify, what are you waiting for? Don't leave revenue on the table this BFCM. 
Triple Whale is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to triplewhale.com and sign up today.